Well, I'm sure you've heard of the quote, good ideas start with great coffee. Well, in this episode, I had a great conversation with Ayu Sudana, and she is the founder of Bali Beans Coffee, and listen to her story of how she would like to empower coffee farmers all across Bali and Indonesia to introduce coffee to the world. Well, you want to grab a good cup of coffee because it's a great, great conversation today. Well, let's cue the intro and jump straight into the conversation. So the big question is this, how is it possible that shy and socially awkward individuals like us can have the confidence to approach a stranger and strike a meaningful conversation? To have the ability to network and connect with yourself so that you can network and connect with others. To not only survive, but thrive in this noisy world and be the connector you're meant to be. And at the same time, be the truest, most authentic version of yourself. That's the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ping Hendra and welcome to Network and Connect Podcast. Oh, okay. It's quite a long story. So, I'm, you know, get your popcorn ready, everyone. <laughs> it's a Perfect. very long journey. It's, <laughs> it's actually started when I was uh, five years old. Uh, I I was born and grew up in a farming community. So my parents is a farmers. Um, and as I grow older, I, it's the only chance for me to see them is basically go to the farm, helping them in the farm. So since I was five, I'm always like, you know, pack some school like uh, books in my bag. And also along with the books, I also have uh, change clothes. So this chance clothes actually for me to take it back to the farm after the school. So I didn't want to go home because I would not see my parents. I will see them in the farm. And that's how it started. And I was obviously, you know, as a young kid, I was so curious what they're doing in the farm. So always like pay attention on everything they do, everything they talk. You know, when you're a kid, you kind of like, bit noisy you want to know what your parents are up to what they're talking about and those kind of things and um so i always ask silly questions i always like kind of uh asking them around like oh what do you do this how you do this how you do that and for them to trick me not to ask questions or to disturb them they said oh you know would you be interested to earn pocket money i'm like Yes, that sounds cool. If I have, can get a job with a pocket money, like I'm five years old. And I'm like, I'll, I'll do that. What do I do? I have to, you know, like to earn this pocket money and then I can buy a new book or new toy because my child, like, you know, it's not like a today's I think, generation, you know, you, you can have anything you want, right? So that time I was like, you, we need to work hard. Like our families work hard to, to get what we want and often what we want, we don't give it, you know, like all the time. So you need to, to kind of really prove to your parents that you're being a good girl or good boy. And then they will give you what you ask for, like toys or new clothes or new dress or anything. So, um, and then my parents responded, say, oh, would you be interested to collecting, you know, the coffee work since you are, your height is like below the coffee tree. So I was like, would you be interested to collecting whatever uh, coffee fallen to the soils and collect them? At the end of the day, we'll, you know, count it as how many kilos you collected on daily. And then we give you some pocket money of like 100 rupiah per kilo. 
you know. And I'm like, oh no, that is really cool. And hundred rupiah at the time, bank, it was so big money. I still remember that if I want, I mean, you know, I'm a, a shop in the in the school uh, cafeteria, like hundred hundred rupiah, it get me like a nice bubur ayam, you know, like <laughs> like a nice porridge in the morning, you know. So so from then. I was like always looking forward to harvest. I would do anything. I don't know somehow, like, you know, my parents, I think, figured it out. Like since I was a kid, like I always have this mentality. That's where I work. I wanted to work since I was five. That's just me. I want to be helpful. I want to help my family and I want to work. And then obviously I love the sounds of like, oh yeah, I already earning some money, you know? So those kind of things. And and then years gone by, basically with the school and everything. So I'm always helping them in the farms, and I fell in love with everything they do because every the end of the year, every end of the harvest, it is always magical time for me, where is growing as a farmer's daughter, you know, because that is where your hard work will be paid off. So when my parents bringing the harvest to the broker and we will get paid for what we sold to them and then we always get nice treat from our parents, you know, like a nice new bike or it is kind of like, um, what they call it, it's the future for us, you know, like where for me at that time it's like my future was depending on my harvest. So years gone by, every year, I'm always hoping and praying for the good harvest because it's defined where I'm going to be as a person. And then obviously we have a bad year that we didn't sell much and the copy price was so low. It was devastation for everybody. So I grew up with all those kind of things. And at the same time, since I was a little, like my parents never encouraged me to view farmers. So... It was kind of, obviously, for me, I did not understand at all the point of that. But the only thing I understand is to see a time of disappointment they have during the end of the harvest, you know, when the crop is poor, so low. And then uh, sometimes people even not interested to buy it. Sometimes they've been turned away from the broker that they already have enough coffee, so they don't you cannot buy more coffee from my family. So there are so many things that happened during my childhood. It teach me a lot of things. And that's where I was like literally uh, focused on my studies and then focused to get a job where it's not in a farming industry. And that is actually where it's come down to me, why I'm in Dubai. <laughs> so so that is the, the, the break of the story, you know. And uh, I have a four siblings. Uh, one, my older sister, she's still in Bali. But the second one also used to work um, in, in Japan for seven years. So I'm the third child. and I'm in Dubai, still currently in Dubai, between Dubai and Bali. And I have my younger brother also in Dubai with me. So for many years, we believing that the farming is not the good money. You know, it's not the future. It is very sad to see that angle from my side, okay? Until, if you know, you've been living in Dubai, you, you probably know, because for many years recently, I kind of feel uh, where, where, you know, like in, in Dubai, because everything is imported here, like the food, like rice, we, we cannot grow anything much here, you know? So everything is come from overseas. 
And I realized it, it's like because my health wasn't in the correct order in such a way because everything you eat here is not very, you know, everything has to be, has like chemicals in it to keep it fresh, to keep it like being transported from the origin and then brought it to Dubai. So it was kind of very, uh, you know, uh, it's a kind of way, uh, it woke me up, you know, like it's like, what am I doing with my life, you know? And so obviously back in Portugal, I kind of get missing home, uh, missing where I grow up because where, where I grow up, like I go to the back of the farms and, uh, you know, pick up some stuff and then cook it immediately. And I don't have that here, you know? So this is one thing that I, I miss about in Bali. And um, yeah, so, so this is a very short journey of how actually, you know, I was. And um, yeah. What were you doing prior? You said that you went over to Dubai and then what, what, what are you doing there? Okay, so basically, this is going back again to where my story is. Everyone was taught to, to study in tourism in Bali, right? It's because tourism is one of our biggest income in Bali. So everyone in Bali, I would say must, must be 80% of Balinese people, the generation, the current generation to, to get a job or sorry, to study and to get a job in tourism industry. And that's how actually the reason why I was landed in Maldives to start with, actually. That was in 2007. I worked as a receptionist in a hotel, one five-star five star hotel in Maldives. And that time, it was so cool things to do. You know, my God, you've got a job in five-star hotel and you're receptionist. You know, it's just a very cool thing. And, and if you've been to Maldives, it's a very small island. It's like in the middle of nowhere. You don't have life. You know, like I still much prefer Bali. After six months, I was like, no, this is not what I can imagine what work abroad looked like. You know, this is like small island. I can't go anywhere. It's very remote. And for my age at that time, it just, it's for me, like being a small island, it wasn't working for me. So I decided... What if I try to get somewhere else job and then the same thing in hospitality because that's how I was brought up. And, uh, and then I was like, okay. And then I try to apply a job in Dubai and I get a job in Dubai as a waitress actually in the restaurant. I'm like, okay, I'll just take it. Because also during that time, you make decision based on your situation. You know, personally, I wasn't high educated. So it's a very challenging to get job in Bali personally. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to work abroad and learn English. Because in, in Bali, it's like, oh, you, they, 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 they kind of like, um, they're kind of expecting you to be graduate or master degree or have a diploma in tourism, you know? So the only way I get, you know, good job and decent salary with for my education is to, to work abroad. So I get a job again in Dubai and then work in the five-star hotels in Dubai, which I was uh, very proud of because um, to get into this hotel is, uh, is very challenging. And, um, and then obviously with my basic uh, knowledge of English and then speaking, so my basic knowledge of being, uh, you know, working in the restaurants and uh, speaking very um, little English, it was just very, very, you know, I feel very fortunate. But then after two years of working in the restaurant, it kind of like, 
it hit me a little bit because then I start learning the real life in Dubai, you know, like Dubai that time, there wasn't focus in tourism. That time they were about oil and gas. So the, 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 the country itself, like I'm amazed about how they're looking after their own people. They're looking after the foreigners work for them, like came abroad for, you know, like from Britain, Europe or any part of the world. But the only thing is like us being like Asian, obviously, we always do the job that the lowest job, like waiters or waitress or receptionists. And I'm like, and that's where I figured out like, you know, I make friends with obviously different nationalities and I figured out to know that there are salaries and our salary was a huge difference, you know? And I was like, why is that not fair? I'm doing exactly the same job as them. Why being, you know, I'm not saying there's a, you know, I think there's a way of, for them to, to explain it, how, why Asians get, you know, get paid less. But for our money in Indonesia, it's already a lot. So maybe for them, European, like they got be- better paid, but just because I think they go back to Europe, they, they spend more or the living costs more expensive. But then for me, as a like, hungry, young, like driven woman from Bali, I'm like, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> you know, I just like, I don't want to be just a waitress, you know, like I don't want to be just waitress. I want to be like, get paid something or doing something. Like I want to earn the same money and I want to be educated. So Obviously, I worked in a, a company for three years and I learned English. So I learned everything. Like I learned the way how they serve the, like the pork, you know, the knife, which way, which is I never learned at school and then learned polite English because the restaurant that I work for is a Muslim star restaurant and it's owned by uh, one of the celebrity chefs from England. So it was like, kind of like, you know, uh, it's learning curve for me. And I thought like, okay, let's just pretend I was in a university, you know, so make friends, learn English, learn how to serve uh, wine from the right side, serve woman first. So everything I did that. And then I was like, uh, obviously after a few years, I decided to, to do something like, you know, and the same time I was looking for something option, you know, like, I'm like, I cannot be here and then being a just waitress you know I want to have a target in my life that's where certain age have to achieve something and then so obviously we're working as a restaurant somehow this one of our regular guests that I always smile to when they come to the restaurant so I knew his name I knew what he liked I knew everything about him when it's come to the food and the thing you know so I make friends with them and then it come down to, they offer me like, oh, you know, we're looking for a, a PA. Like, what? A PA? Like, you know, I, I wouldn't have no idea what PA was. So I was like, yeah, personal assistant. I need someone to take care of my uh, travel schedule in my office. I have all this thing. I'm like, for me, like, I had no clue, really. I had no clue. I was like, what? Uh, what is PA? I'm like, no idea what it was, you know? And I was like, okay, I, I will maybe, you know, give this chance to, you know, to learn something new. Anyway, that time I was like, okay, we have like decent life. It's just, you know, you, 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 you didn't think of, of saving that time. I was just like, my life was like all about learning something new because it's, it's what something that I don't learn at school, you know? So you have to learn 
when you practice. So I said, okay, I will take this adventure. Like, I'll be happy to, you know, to work for you. But only thing is you may have to teach me what to do, like, you know, how we do it and everything else. So the gentleman, like, very happy, obviously, I joined on board his company. And then I was like, okay, as a PA. And he also um, kind of a management hospitality. So basically, he's a behind of the opening of, like, you know, five-star hotels and, you know, and he is, like yeah the hospitality management right they call it right yes yeah so um and then and i was like okay work as a pa and for him wow it was kind of eye-opening for me you know work in the office so i don't have to wearing like i don't have to carry tray anymore and serve drinks and martini or i have to remember all the wine list i have to remember all the food so working in the office was totally different and obviously the salary was kind of a lot better than what i was doing and as a waitressing you know including all the tips and everything oh i kind of like this and then obviously uh, the challenges is not just there there's just so many things that i realized that i didn't know about you know, work on the Excel because you have to up to date with the system, with the moderns of the world, like online, you sending email through, through Outlook and then you have to, um, you put in the calendars, you know, like all those kind of thing PA does. I have no idea, but I'm so fortunate because that gentleman was helped me from the scratch that I built my career. And it was like, it was iron offering for me. And then obviously years pass and kind of like, like, you know, like this is me again, but sometimes you, you need to still move on with your own journey and you have to let something in the back because otherwise you will not grow. So I handed my resignation after three years working for him. And I said like, look, I love as much as I love to stay here with you and I learned so much from you and everything but I have to carry on with my journey because my goal in life is obviously I want to do better and I want to do more because as a gay it's same thing again like it just doesn't get you somewhere you know like a certain time you can do it but it's a very for me that time was I don't see my career like my future career and stuff so so I handed over my resignation and then obviously before I handed over my resignation is the I already received another offer from the different job which is you know it's a very sunny thing and my boss was supporting me 100% because he knows my ability that I like to learn something new and never give up and never quit until I figured out how to solve the issue. So he knew that he was so happy for me. And I joined a company called, um, uh, it's in logistic company. So basically we do export and import. And I was like, okay, this is maybe, you know, it's something different again. And I was there as a business development executive. So not even manager, like business development executive. I learned how to sell. <laughs> so developing new businesses, like selling and everything. And and yeah, that, that that's how it is. And then that's how I started. And then and that that how I mean, you know, that's what I've been doing for seven years in Dubai before I start Bali Pins. And then very proudly that I actually get the, you know, like uh, my uh, position when I left the job was manager and my boss, everyone was devastated that I left. But at the end of the day, you are here 
for what you wanted to achieve and then I achieve and then and that's how I actually you know you know my that's how I ended my career in Dubai you are here for what you want to achieve it's amazing so what got you the idea about Bali Beans uh, coffee so okay with with Bali Bean coffee again it's different you know so when you go when you work in a corporate what logistic you meet people you go thing and all the suggestion was like oh let's go to the coffee shop you know uh let's have a chat about what the uh how we do it or how you do it and everything so when i had my clients it was like oh i'll meet you at this coffee shop so we get on into talking about coffee that time and it's like somehow like my client who loves coffee loves coffee and out of like word and I said like oh I cannot believe like you know like you're so addicted with coffee yeah, oh my god you know it's just are you, you if you drink coffee you know you get the right mood in the morning you get things done and everything like really that much it's like yeah 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 very very not much because I was that wasn't convinced then you know for me at the time I was like focusing on my ability as a career person here in a corporate world not thinking about what is happening in Bali you know so I was like, I grew up with coffee. That's how I did it. I was like, I grew up with coffee. And he was like, stopping saving coffee. It's like, what? Yes, I have a coffee plantation in Bali. And he was like, excuse me? <laughs> I was like, excuse me? He's like, yeah, I have a coffee plantation in Bali. And like my family growing coffee and organic, like we don't use chemical. I was thinking like, like, what are you doing here? You know that word? It's there in your head and still in my head. Like, what are you doing here? And I was like, that time, I was like, what do you mean? I'm here for the same reason why you're here, you know? I want to, to, to have a goal in my life. I want to be manager. I want to be director of a company. I want to be maybe one day owning my company. So he was like, what do you mean owning the company? You already own a company. I was like, what are you saying that? So this is so much conversation that was like, I was, that question that come out from him, it was like literally hit my head. Like it's questioning my, my journey, you know, like what, like, and then I, I keep thinking about it thing. Like I keep thinking about it. I was like, and stop asking your question. Like, yeah, what am I doing here? Who I want to be? And like, I want to be a boss. So why, how long will I, you know, going to be work to be a boss or how long will I going to be work to be the owners, you know? So that, that's how it kind of hit me at the first time. And then obviously, Starting from that moment, I was so interested with coffee again. So it's, it's so funny. Like I going back to the circle, like you've done everything you could in life. And somehow you go back in the same circle that where you started when you were five years. How coincident is that? That's, that's beautiful. So, it's all full circle. It's amazing. It's the circle of life, you know, like it's incredible. Like how... All this time, all those times that I fly out and, you know, like expand my wings and everything. And I'm going back to where I, you know, so, and then I was like studying about coffee and then visiting a lot of coffee companies in Dubai. And I was like, oh, it's not bad, actually. It's kind of good. And at the same time, I make journey home to my village and then meeting like seeing all the people that I grew up with so it's brought my memory back where I was five like some other farmers also work for my families yeah so I always like 
I go, uh, I always make friends with them and then their kids go to school with me. You know, I go back to the small village. I have a ton of story to tell them like, oh my God, I've been traveling here. I've been doing this. I'm doing this. I met this person. I did this. And they have nothing so much to share for me. I was like, how's your kids? And they all get married, have kids and everything. You know, for me, I was like, I'm not, you know, like for my age, I was pretty old to get married, to be honest. So I was like, oh, okay, they got married, have kids. And that's all the story is, you know. I'm not saying, you know, like everyone should do what I do, but I just, it's different journey that I have gone through. So I want to share with everyone here. Um, and then obviously a lot of farmers also, I lost a lot of cousins that being a farmers because they have a lung infection after 45 years old. and then a lot of them have a cancer and I was like, what, what is happening? You know, like what's happening? So as much as I get deeper in the coffee, it kind of like, it's, uh, it's not the learning journey again that I have no aware about this when I was grow up in the coffee. And, um, and then, and then, and then I was thinking like, Oh, I, I need to do something, you know, I need to do something. How do I do this? Because again, like I reflect to my childhood, like, when you grow in coffee, you don't need to use chemical. When you, you grow some other things in your soil, you have to use chemical because that's the only way you get a good crop. And the reason farmers doing this is because they want to secure the harvest. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, for me, it's like, how can we help this? And then that's the reason I was thinking like, okay, maybe let me try to bring the coffee to Dubai and see how the response is before I put myself into like you know commitment 100%. So I decided to like approach a couple of companies here and say oh would you be interested to have coffee from my own farm in Bali and and then see what you guys think you know like oh you know oh that's just amazing like what a beautiful story you have and it's like I was like okay great. So I dis- I imported some coffee to Dubai and we have a very very good response on like how the coffee being served, distributed. So it's not the normal coffee that we know as a, you know, like not, not the one you get in Warung. So it's called specialty coffee, which has come to the trend, which since 2007, I think 2009, very few people knows. It's just the processing method is different compared to others, which is my family that time. I was so impressed with them. They're already doing it. So there's just so much thing that, I'm busy with my life. They're also busy with their own, you know, like, so at the same time was we working in the same pace. And, and we have a huge success on the launch of the coffee from Bali. So I was the first person bringing the Balinese coffee to Dubai and to UAE entirely. So I was so proud of that. And I was like, obviously at the same time, I was like, oh, what if I can do this, you know, to 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 have my own brand helping the, the the farmers in Bali. So that is how I actually originated. And then I was like, decided to create a brand. I decided to create a, like a packaging and the marketing strategy that I I learned through the years. And and, and that's how it's actually Bali Beans born. Wow. I have a question though. You said that there's uh, lung infections and cancer after the age of 45. Does that happen because of coffee or, or the way the coffee is or, or not? Nothing to do with that. It is nothing to do with the coffee, actually. It is something to do with uh, the farming method they use. So a lot of farmers in my village, they grow tomatoes, 
they grow chili. So they grow uh, vegetables, cabbage and stuff or oranges, you know, We're very well known for the region in Kintamani, they grow oranges and stuff. They spray a lot of chemical to obviously to, to save the harvest and to spray this chemical. They don't use like protected gear because we, they cannot afford it, you know. So they cannot afford it to lose the crop. They cannot afford it to uh, to buy like septic gear so that they don't breed every day with it, you know. So like when you're breeding every single day, when you're spraying, when you go to the farm, you need to cleaning all whatever you do in the farm. It, it's like, it's, it's toxin. It's toxin that you're breeding to, you know. And, and that's why it, it's kind of like, with what we do right now, Bali Beans, we're trying to encourage them like, okay, we are in altitude where it's suitable for coffee, which is above uh, 700 meters of sea level. Why can we not just grow coffee, you know? And we want to grow coffee, but to, for them, like, to convince them to grow coffee, I need to sell coffee, right? So if I'm going to create this demand, so this is my target as an entrepreneur, I need to create demand for Bali coffee so then we can increase the people who are growing coffee and then putting aside of vegetable or, you know, like uh, cabbage or anything else, you know, but they can be cushion coffee. So, so this is one of our mission is just to how to kind of encourage the farmers to grow coffee because with coffee, we, we don't need chemical. That's, that's what is my point of the conversation here. All we need to do is just we put the shade trees, which is good for environment. And then we, we just, uh, yeah. And then just hand pick and process them. That's all. And it doesn't need to be like, you know, like putting chemicals all the time and then goes to the soils and then the, uh, the rain will take the soil, you know, the water go down to the city. It, it, it is a very worrying, you know, like, because I think the life in Bali is depending on what we do in the mountains. Mm. Why? Because, Everything we grow in the mountain is important for those who live in the city or live in the round valley. So if we don't do it clean, we don't do it right in the mountains, we we already creating very toxic, you know, like air, toxic water and poison water. And that's how we, we, we cannot consume every day, unfortunately. And that's why like what we do is that we want to try to encourage the farms, just grow everything in organic and natural you know, and natural way. And then we just live like everything, you know, live, live, live good. You know what I mean? So live long. <laughs> so, so this is this. Mm. When you first um, start to distribute coffee out to Dubai, I mean, I would say the story that you tell them apart from like, what sets you apart from the other, other coffee beans from all around the world, like from Colombia, what sets you apart? Well, um, my key of selling it is, you know, it is grown organic and natural. So we don't add any chemical or anything that could harm the, the coffee. So, and obviously it's Bali. And, um, and then it's funny enough, like not many other coffee farmers in the world also do exactly the same like what we do. So it's a very unique story. And at the same time, it's also like it's been in the generation, like with my parents, like been growing coffee 40 years now. So, so this is how we do it. Uh, your parents have been growing coffee for 40 years and your parents have been resisting you from be- becoming a farmer, right? So now that you are back to being, I uh, mean, to, to, 
to the coffee business? How does your parents take it initially? Um, my parents are very delight, uh, delighted about my decision because they were, I had to explain to them when, before I want to quit my job because I said like, look, I cannot always work for someone else in, in my career. I want to build something that, which is purely mine. So, because, you know, like when you're living your corporate life, it is hard one. You know, when you, once you taste it, that you have good job, you have a good life in Dubai. And then you suddenly decided to like gambling your life to start something from zero, which is in the coffee. And, um, I taught them a lot about this and I said like the worst thing happened is for me to go back to my job in Dubai if this thing doesn't work out and that is the worst thing happened so and they kind of like okay you know but then um, um, they were saying like okay let's just you know let's see how things are and work work, work from there so which is I agree with them like and then and this is where we are today. And then started the company three years ago. And then we, we, we doing, we know where we're heading to, you know, so we have a very clear a future ahead of us. Okay. With this current weird situation that we live in right now, has that disrupted your um, production or your distribution, things like that? Yes, it's affected everyone else too, not just my business. It's, it's happening to everybody, obviously. It's depending on how you're going to lead your journey, right? So you are, if you are prepared, it's so easy to build a company, but to run the company is the most challenging thing. So that's why a lot of people fail sometimes because they don't think about ahead what could worst thing happen. You know, because for me, when, I, when I'm jumping to something, I always think the worst scenario first and then the good things. So for us, it's like, Obviously, it's not as we expected the business to be for the, th- uh, for the third year, but we're still surviving. And then we will, no matter what happens for next year or two years, and we're still going to be here. Who's your target customer for now? Is it like hotels? Uh, since you are in the, uh, in the hotel and hospitality, right? I, or is it like restaurants or it's, or it's like uh, cafes maybe or, or, or end user? It's everyone. <laughs> so you just mentioned everything there, actually. Um, this is one thing that I learned in my life where, you know, you have to be good to people, right? Why? Because you don't know what the future holds for you. So if you went back and heard my background story is, so I was from the farm and then I was working in hospitality, and then I was working in the corporate world, administration, and then working as a logistics side. All those four, uh, all those four experience in my life, I use it back where I'm being entrepreneur. So those people who are actually uh, grew up with, like, you know, the farmers, which is I use it again now, learning to be farming again and, and stuff. And, and and those people who I was with in the hospitality in the hotel, they are already one of big, big people in the hotel industry. So I'm so glad I keep it good in touch with them. And that's how I, my businesses grow because it's not about what we know, it's actually about who we know, right? So it was kind of very, very, uh, you know, uh, it's challenging journey, but it's, it's very, very fun. Right. Are you running on your own or, you, or do you have um, some maybe like partners or stuff? We, we run our own business. We don't have any partners just because 
like I I wanted to encourage youngers to to claim our own land, you know, because at the moment I feel like uh, there's so many obviously entrepreneurs from different part of the world in in Bali, and I just want to be one of those hundred percent Balinese entrepreneur that can do something for for our for our community. So yeah, just just our my own. Um, and also, you are currently breaking the stigma that um, young people from Bali has to work in hospitality, right? And and you just you just break that down and you just said, okay, being uh you know being a farmer, a quote unquote being a farmer, it's it's fine, it's okay as long as you know how to do it and you are diligent enough to want to learn, right? As you said, you learn everything step by step. Uh, and, and you visited different companies and, and you learn um, what do they want, what do they need, what, they, what do they like and things like that. And that's how you get stuff, you know, to, to, to run. Yeah, what, what I mean is by that is basically for whatever you guys doing right now, do it properly because mm. you might use it in future to build your future. So don't feel ashamed of what you do. Example, if you don't have a good job right now, Embrace it, you know, because that thing, it might lead you to somewhere that you don't know the future. Same thing like Jack Ma, like, you know, Jack Ma is like, he's not an educated person, but he's who he is today is like one of the richest person in, in the world because the past had made him his future. So, so and then, and then it's, it's the right thing to do it. And a great leader is basically start from step by step, like to know is actually the groundwork to be the successful, you know, I, I, I didn't call myself successful yet just because my dream is basically, you know, I want to promote, uh, this is funny thing, like, because, so when I started my company, like everyone asked me why I'm doing this, like why I started the company, you know, like where, what, you know, like I can focus on opening like travel agent with my access to Dubai or, or ticket things, offices. I, I you know, like a lot of people asking why coffee, because, I was a bit disappointed because, you know, when, like I said, again, I'm so glad I was the first woman bringing the Indonesian coffee to, to, to Dubai because like, I, I know our country, we can grow anything and everything, you know, but I have not seen much of our product overseas. When I go back to Indonesia, I have seen a lot of product from outside of countries in Indonesia. I, I just, I just, I don't get this philosophy. I just don't get it. You know, like why are we keeping all our stuffs in Indonesia and then doing very little export considering we are the fourth largest coffee exporter in the world, which is very huge. And then I still, when I go back to Bali, I still see some Italian coffee in Bali. Mm. And, and, and that, it broke my heart. I'm like, why there's Italian coffee in Bali? Italy doesn't grow coffee. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, uh, like why, why is like, and then, and then I like a lot of hotels are still serving Italian coffee, you know? And then for me, it's like, when I ask, like when, when you're in the hotel, just try ask Balinese coffee, five-star hotel, any five-star hotel, just said, can I have Balinese coffee, please? You know that what they're going to come to you? They will serve you coffee to brook. You know what copy to brook, right? Yeah, you know yeah, the, yeah. the the Balinese hand roast things and with the hot water. But if it's, that's how we're serving ourselves, 
to interested people to try our coffee. We're not going to sell any coffee overseas. We're not going to sell locally. Lots of brands from different countries will become a king in our own home. And that's what I just make me angry, you know, make me upset as probably you can see me. Like, I'm like, why is this happening? And that's where I was like investing in the right type of equipments in my business, the right type of approach, the right type of marketing so that I can deliver this message. It's better to have your own coffee in your own home because look, you can see the farm, how it's been grown, how you can see it's been farmed, how you can see being processed and rose at the same time. And then you enjoy it immediately without having like storage transit, like maybe a few months in somewhere and maybe a few months in somewhere else. It, it just, it doesn't giving you what they say they give you, you know? So, so this is one I'm, uh, one of our things that we want to do to share with, with all of you here. Mm. That's true. When you said that there are so many things, uh, there are so many foreign things here in, in Indonesia, but there's not many Indonesian things anywhere else in the world. Right? Because I also personally, more than half of my life is spent away from home. I have lived in four countries and that's right. I, I've, I've never seen like, um, Indonesian stuff. You know, I still remember when I went for, uh, when I worked at Shanghai and the, during the company, one of the company events, I was wearing batik and I was like the star. Everything. Oh, what is that? Is this for royalty? They start touching the batik and they start to like, uh, they're so curious and they start asking, what is this? What is that? And I was surprised. Why are they, why there are nobody selling batik in China or, or in Singapore even or anywhere else? And, yeah. and and I really love it when you said that I, I want to introduce Indonesian coffee, uh, uh, specifically Balinese coffee to to the world. And 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 that is amazing that you do. And I I commend that you do it. I know it's not easy. Um, takes a lot of hard work. It's not easy. So I wanted to share as well, like, and obviously, you know, like so many tourism business happening in Bali, right? So many coffee luwak plantation in Bali, which is, I was so disappointed on that. And it's not a thing of me, like, I understand some local, they have to make money. But making money, like, to ruining our legacy, the legacy that Indonesian has the most expensive coffee in the world. And now it's be- that coffee has become the, the most hated coffee in the world. Why do we do that? So I just, that, that's one thing that I'm trying to, you know, where we opened a company like in Bali, we wanted to be a local owned company, which is I'm 100% local. I'm from Bali and everything. Local owned. We don't use any investor. We don't use anything. I work saving a lot of my uh, money from my job in Dubai to be able to where we are today. And then because you know, like, again, like we are in Bali, we should own Bali Balinese. We should be, uh, the one thing that I, I learned it is from is because I learned from Dubai, you know, where the local people in Dubai, they are king in their own home. Like everyone respect like local Emirati in UAE, you know, like, because they have money, they have a lot of things and they're very respectful. Well, in Indonesia, I don't say all foreigners disrespect our Indonesian, but I want to show them like, Hey, we Indonesian, we are educated too, you know? <laughs> like, we are not just 
come here and being your security in your your house, which is in my land, you know? And, and that's kind of thing, the mentality that kind of, to me, it's just like, I want to change it. I want to show how the strongest Balinese entrepreneur and with your help, with a podcast like this, and I hope a lot of people hearing what we're saying right now and get up and do something and do something good. Be king in our own kingdom, you know? not be a slave in our own kingdom, you know what I mean? So it's those kind of things. And uh, you asked me some question earlier. I, I kind of interrupted you. <laughs> Sorry for that. It's okay. Uh, because I was asking like, how, uh, since you are doing very well in terms of selling and in the in distribution, how are you empowering the local farmers here so that they continue to grow and sustain? Right. With the farmers, they are they are very fragile so to like you know we have to make a real approach because why is that so many business people or people who who think they know about coffee come to the farm say hey you know i'll buy you coffee can you make me two tons and then the next day they disappear not coming back not heard it's like i just make you two tons and then some other different guys comes like oh can you uh, process this processing And then the farmer's doing that. I was like, no, no, this processing is not good enough. And, and then, you know, there's just so many people coming in and go. The farming industry, they, they said they're going to help the farmers, but not many of them doing it. They say they're doing it. And then that's the reason why the farmers so disconnected with us. And that's the reason why let the farmers, they're just like, okay, no matter what happened with the market, I'm always going to be a farmer anyway. So... And it kind of broke my heart. Obviously, this trust is not there, you know, like because it's somehow some people break the trust and everything. So what we're doing is how to empower farmers. We set up our roastery right in the middle of plantation. If you come to my facility, you'll be like, wow, I can't believe like for this investment like this, I could literally easily to invest it in Seminyak or Korobokans or like prime area. You know, but I decided to do it in my own village that where I grew up. The reason being, firstly, I want to connect the farmers and the market. That's where there's no miscommunication on what they need to do. So basically having like people like who the consumer like yourself, oh, this is the trend right now. Oh, this is the coffee trend right now. Can we make this thing happen? And without anyone say to them, I already knew what is trend. So like, okay, next year we need to make more of this. Next year we need to make more of that. Or maybe the following year, we why don't we create our own trend? So so this is how the, the first thing that we, we kind of encourage the farmers is just the connecting with the reality. Because when they know what the demands outside, they know what to produce. Because sometimes, Like potatoes can, uh, you know, like tomatoes price can go down to 1,000 a kilo. Why? Because there's so many other people growing, you know, tomatoes, you know. So we're trying to to connect this uh, information because farmers doesn't have the technology as we do. And the social life like we do as a consumer, they don't have that. But we do have that. And we need to give the right information to them. Secondly, it's basically... We we want to try to make this farming, it's not just a farmer, it's an amazing job. I don't want any kids or anyone, same like me, I was like spending time in uh, Dubai, you know, if, but if I utilizing what we have at home, we can make money, we can make 
goal, we can achieve goal that we want in life as well. So it's just trying to utilizing like to the kids, like, you know, utilize what you have. And, and the reason why I left my job in Dubai, coming back to the same village in the country, just because, you know, uh, I see the potential of this coffee, you can go somewhere and then you can do a lot of other things orange, cabbage, or whatever you farm and, and uh, in the farms. And then thirdly, uh, we want to be able to educate the local farming uh, generation. So it's just like, it's important. We need to create this for future because if not many people interested in future being farmer, it's this worry, you know, like it's so worried things for us to like no food, no, sorry, no farmers, no food, no future for us. So this is why I'm just trying to like, why can we not? I want to bring in more like to be smart farmers, you know? So, and then fourthly, basically win-win situation that our customers, uh, you know, get healthy, fresh product and also the farmers as well encourage like, now you need to grow your stuff in organic way and we will sell it for you. And then it's a healthy environment. So, so this is how we, we empower them. Mm, that's great. You know, the, the thing that you said earlier, which, which struck me is, uh, as, especially right now in this ultra-connected world, we couldn't be more disconnected as a human race. And we always wanted like, right. oh, I want to be uh, working in, in tech, in e-commerce, in banks, in, in things like that. So even the farmers themselves is saying, because I've been working hard, for 30, 40 years, and it's still the same when we're working in the farm. So I want my son or my daughter or yeah. my children to be better, to have a better life, quote-unquote. So they send them to the city and work in the, in, in the banks and stuff. And because of that, there's no continuity with the farming industry. And, and sooner or later, it'll be very rare. There'll be no more coffee in the world if, if there's no one planting them. Yeah, and, and it's not just that. There will be a coffee, but this coffee will be processed in so many toxic way which is we will as a human will consume them and then we like and then when we are age 50 we'll be complaining like why my heart is burned or my why is my lung is you know is not healthy and then and that's why it's just kind of how can we encourage farmers to keep what they're doing and then doesn't need to add anything to it like doesn't need to add chemicals is the, the, the storaging sometimes with some certain uh, vegetables, certain fruit in need treatment to, to, you know, on the way to whatever destination is. But if we can limit that chemical, it is, it's, it's really good. At a minute, when we're growing, we put so much chemicals. And then when we're transporting it, we need so much chemical. And then we have to store before out in the, in the supermarket. We have two chemicals. How much chemicals do we consume on to our body? You know? And, and that is something that is worries our, uh, the, the, the health of our generation. And sometimes it just it's broke my heart. Like I said, again, like I lost a lot of my cousins who in farming. And they're left with no moms like, the bird is the age of 45 and then obviously because they're breeding with it all with this toxin and everything and then it, it just it, you know it's, it's not working so you kind of like uh surviving to grow the food but you're killing yourself by by itself you know what i mean it just uh is the somehow it, it doesn't work for me you know so you encourage your kids to be 
work in a bank and consume the food that is in the city with a lot of uh, chemicals, but why not to just, you know, grow something in the backyard where, you know, it's just healthy. That's, that's what I mean. Hmm. And, and I just, I just thought of this immediately because you said that before, uh, when you were young, your parents actually don't want you to be a farmer, but here you are right now educating yes. them to be proud to be a farmer. Yes. And they're so, very, very proud. Like, because it, for them, it's like, you know, when they grow older, my parents is like age of, uh, in seventies. I'm very grateful because I still have them around, you know, and I'm very, very grateful. You know, the reason being is just because I don't know the lifestyle they have. I'm jealous. They pick up something from the backyard, cook it immediately. They drink the coffee directly and then they have, we, we never buy coffee from outside. We always have our coffee. In 70s, it's very strong. And then my dad still can go to jungle tracking with me, you know, and I would be when my 70s like that. Like, you know, but I have known a lot of my friend's parents. It doesn't even make it to 60. doesn't even make it to 60. Mm. You know, and then, and that is such thing. And then now the privilege of my family to have me back and working alongside of them is basically to see the, the coffee they planted 40 years ago being appreciated being served in nice coffee shop in the Seminyak and it's being consumed by amazing people who believing in nature, who believing in uh, the Bali Trihita Karana. And then it, it's, it's astonishing, you know, like the, 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 the things that we created and then a lot of other farmers as well. So uh, like what other thing is also we do is like the farmers is uh, processing their own coffee. So instead of like they lease their crop, so they don't, they don't get much money of it, by the way, the least crop. They now processing the coffee for us. With by processing the coffee for us, they get more like three times more money if they leasing the crop. So they can empower the kids to get education. Maybe once after the education, they're educated and they come back to do same company. Like, you know, this is at least you know, I think human has to have only the basic right is education. And education is shouldn't be too expensive. It should be free. So so this is part of like what we do as well. Mm, that's perfect. You know, I can't wait for this whole situation to be over so that you can fly back to Bali from Dubai. And then I will uh, visit your plantation and, and you can share with me all you know about coffee and, and I'll be... I'll be drinking good coffee instead of this coffee that I'm drinking right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. I cannot wait, you know, to get this COVID is over. And, you know, even this COVID is teach us a lot of things, right? Because when the lockdown happened, when things happen, what the first thing we do is go to supermarket and buy lock stuff, right? We don't go to the bank and, you know, work in the bank or we don't go to... Uh, I don't know, like a job, but the the focus is we've forgotten about the reality of the focus to ourselves. Basically, the basic thing is the food that we consume, and I just hope this COVID will, you know, giving us a lot of ideas on to start over, and um, appreciating what we have, and at the same time is to 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 have a healthier environment mm. and healthier self. Now that you are an expert coffee distributor 
exporter, I want to ask you a, a question that uh, might rub people the wrong way, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. What is your take on instant sure. coffee? Try to reduce it. You know, instant coffee is like, if you really want to get the benefit of coffee, because coffee has a lot of benefits, you need to start drinking black coffee without sugar. And then also the rose side of it, it cannot be so dark. It has to be like, it's drinkable. Because if you're drinking dark, uh, roasted, burned coffee, it is kind of like, you know, you, you're drinking charcoal in water. It's not good for you. And, and that's the reason why a lot of people, I cannot take coffee because it's not good for me. You know, but if you want to really, really have a drink, a good coffee, and then you want to be healthy, drink black coffee one cup a day in the morning, or you can have another cup a day in the afternoon. And that's it. And reduce from, yeah, this uh, sunset, you know, whatever. We don't know how, what they're putting in the ingredients. And like maybe even the worst thing is like we don't know what is being treated in the supermarket. Maybe being exposed in the sun for so long. Or maybe during the journey from uh, the, the manufacturers, maybe and the containers was heated up. Like you just don't know how, how you've been treated, you know. And then your, what you're investing in yourself right now to your body is what you're going to harvest. So then don't say when you are 60, oh, I got black magic because my neighbor doesn't like me. <laughs> I don't do black magic because my cousin's happy and jealous of my life. It's just not always like that, you know. So what you, you don't know your illness because you maybe you don't know what you consume. So that's, that's just my opinion. Uh, what you invest in yourself right now is what you harvest in the future. Perfectly said. Yes, it's just, yeah. It's very true. So, but the investment, it doesn't come immediately. You know, when you consume good food, it will come when you are like, oh, I'm 60, I'm still doing great. You know, oh, I'm 70, I'm still a very strong person. And then you not want to be like, when I'm 45, I'm like, I'm in the hospital because I got, I don't know, heart disease or lung something, infection or something, you know. So, so, so just watch out what you guys consuming. Hmm. You know, I still remember back in the U.S., um, I drink, you know, um, that green, green color brand coffee. Um, and yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's just coffee with syrup and uh, that's it, right? And then when I, after I got back from, uh, from China, back to Indonesia, that's when I start to drink black coffee. However, I, I, for me, coffee doesn't make me awake for some reason, I can drink this right now. It's, I can just finish this cup of coffee and I can go yeah. to sleep in, fact in, the, in the next 10 minutes. It has no effect on me. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, can, can, you, can you explain? Uh, some people, you know, like the things on your body, right? Some people can take caffeine. Some people cannot. And some people can live with it. So it's a three different people. Like, like my friend as well, they can take espresso in like, 12 o'clock at night and is still able to sleep. It's just depending on how your body reacted. So some, uh, you know, some people, they, they, they immune with, not with, with coffee, uh, with caffeine, you know, and some people don't. So it's just a very different on yourself. But what, what coffee you're drinking right now is instant coffee? No, it's Balinese coffee called Kupu Kupu Bola Dunia. It comes no, with milk and everything else. No, it comes with a with a with a big bag, and I just put it on like three sixty thingy. 
Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's like pure okay. black. I don't know if you can see it. It's, it's almost finished. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Okay. So it's basically, no, this is a good copy. As long as it's not one in a small size that has milk from it. And then you just, you know, how we know it's that. I mean, that, I don't know with the copy in level. Again, is the painting also, you know, the roasting. And also the painting also what's the measurement you, you have and what's water you put in as well. So, and then, you know, if you say, I put 100 gram or sorry, 100 grams, sorry, 10 gram or 15 gram and how much water you need to put in. It's just depending, you know, like if you put maybe five gram and you put like 200 ml water, it doesn't give you effect at all. So it's depending on the measurement as well. Perfect. So for those of you listening, now let's get the expert to tell us the secret of making the perfect cup of coffee. So, well, you know, depending how you like the cup of coffee, so you like it with milk or you do like it with just black to me, black is good because then you get benefited with everything that you want to get from coffee. Um, I would recommend you to use 15 grams and, you know, 15 grams and then just do like, like 300 or maybe, sorry, 200 ml. And if you want to do like, uh, you know, like 20 grams, you just do 250 uh, ml water. So that is perfect for, uh, for a cup of coffee. But depending how you like it strong, you know, if it's strong, just reduce the, the water. And then just keep it, yeah, the same thing, 15 gram. Great. That's how uh, I do it. And then I like it the way it's Balinese way we make it, you know, just powdered and put water in a cup and that's it. Yeah. So that I, I, at first I, I drink it like that, but, you know, the, uh, what do you call it, ampas? How do you say it in English? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the used powder, yeah. Yeah, the used powder. It it starts to get on my throat, and I just can't stand it. And that's when I use the the filter thing, the V sixty filter, and it's perfect. It's just yeah. that you know because for me, I don't have the measuring cup or whatever. I just have that that um that reliable teaspoon, and I just use like okay, today is three spoons. Oh, I feel sleepy. Okay, four spoons. There's no consistency. I do exactly <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I do exactly the same thing when I make Balinese coffee, when I don't have time to brewing my own coffee. I just do like a couple of spoons. I know the water exactly what I'm going to go to. It's just because you see the colors. So like depending how long, I mean, how strong you want it to be. And then I think you need to fix your grind size. If you want it, the powder go to the bottom because when it's so big, they, they go in the top. But then when they are so fine, it's funny because you would think like when it's fine, it's going to the top, right? No, the coffee is not like that. When it actually goes fine, it goes to the bottom. And the one floating one is actually the biggest piece of the coffee. Try it. It's so funny. You would expect like the big piece of coffee powders will be going to bottom because heavier. But actually the one is floating around in the top. So it's just ridiculous, you know, like it's a sign. But yeah, try that and try to uh, grind a bit more finer like not not too too fine probably i would say espresso fine and it will goes everything in the bottom sometimes i just take a small spoon and i just remove what is in the top like you know what it, the one is floating and then you drink it and then you don't get the uh, the used powders goes to your uh, your uh, throat well you guys just get a treat uh, a master class of making coffee and preparing a cup of a perfect cup of coffee for your home uh, from this podcast, so it's amazing. Um, wow, I 
I have so many questions to ask you about coffee because I am a coffee lover and I can, I don't know, I'm, because just now you said, right, drink only one cup a day or two cups maximum. But for me, because it has no effect on me, I don't know if, if it's, if it's, I, I'm numb to, uh, with coffee or something, I don't know. I can drink like four, five, six, seven cups a day, no problem. I don't know why. And is that bad for me or right. is that not recommended? I, would, I wouldn't recommend it, even though you're immune to caffeine. <laughs> and um, I would recommend you to take like two, two cups and three cups probably max. But it's just, you know, like every person is depending also the, the height of the persons, how tall you are and the weight. For me, because I'm just small and petite and like literally if it's two cups, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm done, you know. So it's depending again, like, you know, you need to, to see yourself when you know when you get caffeinated, you, you just know when you get caffeinated. So it seems like you don't have, but it's kind of like, it's also nice to, it's, as long as it's black, but it's okay. But obviously try to reduce a little bit, you know, at least two, three cups a day, not more than that. Mm, yeah, I'll, I'll, starting tomorrow, I'll try to reduce it. Oh yeah, now no, let me ask you a question. And no sugar, no sugar. If you I, I never sugar, use sugar. And then, yes. <laughs> I never use sugar on anything oh, yeah. uh, for my coffee or for my tea. I have I have a question for you. What is the difference between? I mean, like for like decaf, for example, is is that is that really like coffee with no caffeine or or what? He has a very um, I would say zero point two or four percent caffeine. It's depending how it's been treated, the uh, you know decaf, because some countries they make the calf like uh in different methods and some like tea example tea doesn't obviously doesn't made a coffee it, tea has a caffeine on it and then the cup is still has the the, uh, the caffeine but it's not as much as coffee normal coffee you know it has still like 0.2 percent or something they cannot remove the 100 percent the caffeine of coffee just because again it's natural product and based on how is the processing happen and 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 that's how it is okay so we are we are diving too much into coffee let's 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 steer the conversation back to what you're doing uh now i wanna because you said earlier that you are the first woman to and the first indonesian i assume to bring Indonesian coffee and introduce Indonesian coffee to Dubai, right? right. Now let me ask you: uh, Are you doing it specifically for Bali, or are you going? Are you planning to do it for the entire Indonesia? We, I mean, I'm planning to do it for Indonesia because, uh, again, like in specialty coffee, for those who are listening and then involved in specialty coffee, you you will be agree with me. We not very well recognized as just yet as much as different country who producing coffee. And then so many books that says about a specialty coffee in Indonesia is not as great as excellence that I would expecting. So we, we, I have a plan to do uh, for everything, you know, so I have to start from scratch and then slowly and then getting every coffee and then from Indonesia to make it more like well known as a, so for those of you listening, perhaps if you are not too sure about what specialty coffee is, maybe you can explain a little bit what is specialty coffee. So what specialty coffee is the difference between normal commercial coffee. So commercial coffee is the processing method that defines how specialty the coffee is. So in the old time, 
And I think so many of uh, part of Indonesia is still doing commodities uh, coffee, which means when during harvesting, like even those little bit of red or little bit of yellow or, you know, and you harvest everything together. And then you just drying it in your uh, drying pasture and you just skin and that's it. Where specialty coffee is, we focus more into quality, which is we only pick the red cherries of the trees and then we process them, which is different type of processing methods. We have like natural, we have black honey, we have pool wash, and those processing is giving different tastes of the coffee itself without adding anything. Example, the natural process, it will give you so much fruitiness of cherry because our drying process is basically based on 98% of just red cherry. We don't remove the skin, nothing. We just drying them slowly and then it's dry. And then secondly is the, the pool wash. Pool wash well known as a very balanced, smooth and clean and it's such a perfect way to enjoy it in espresso because Again, the fermentation is happen take place because we remove the skin, so we clean the, uh, the, the, the the seed, we remove the skin, we do fermentation for some farmers they do it 24 hours, some farmers do it 36 hours depending on your recipe, and then once this is fermented, you you wash them very cleanly again before moving in them to the drying uh, process. So it gives you very clean, very smooth. And it's a very uh, kind of me like uh, what our our coffee characteristic is a very very sweet because you, so you don't have to add the sugar to it you know, and then uh, the black honey process there's so many different honey process so I'm just gonna bring short sample of uh, black honey it's basically you remove the skin of the cherry of the coffee and you will see there's a honey glaze inside of this seed surrounded of, sorry surrounded of the seed of the cherry. And then that's just you kind of drying it immediately. So it's the result is a dark caramel, and then it's just hint of like you know, palm sugar. It's giving you very dark body. It is, it is so amazing that you can do in from just one coffee cherry. But you need to learn more. You know, you need to sign up our school at barista.com at Bali Beans. You know, so we will be happy to share more details. And then every trainers is a uh, you know qualified, and they are all is a farmers, which is you need to learn from the actual people as well, not just you know educated in the school, but they all also real farmers as well. So if they would like to learn more from you and and learn more from these farmers, where where can they go to? Well, you know, at the moment, we only have one uh, place to go to is our plantations in Bali, which is uh, right in the middle of coffee plantation. So you're very disconnected with the city life, but it's in the mountain and you're going to learn a lot uh, from the jungle. And you can book through, you know, our website uh, with a short journey. If you don't have like the whole day or you don't have like a few days to learn, you can come for two hours and then we'll, we will show you everything we know about coffee from farming to growing to serving you a cup of coffee perfect and that website name is yeah our website is www.balibeans.com balibeans.com nice if someone were to for example let's say they want to start to 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 be in a in a coffee business right is it too late 
or is it or, or how should they start it's always it's never too late you know you're never too late to create something new so it's just same thing with the speciality coffee it's just only been invented like probably 10 years ago we used to enjoy just commodity coffee and then this speciality coffee come around and then now then we always have something different processing come comes along you know one processing or different kind of thing it's never too late to start something new but before you start you have to think about your long-term goal where you just don't want to be start something and close tomorrow, you know, like so many businesses that, that I'm aware of in Indonesia, the, 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 it's so easy to open business and a gamble and, you know, like using banks money and then all this kind of thing, just it giving you more risk and then you will not feel comfortable running your business because you're already in the pressure of returning the, the money that you borrow from the bank. So just take your time, plan it properly and then do it properly. Mm. So there you go. For those of you that are inspired to want to start a coffee business after uh, listening to this conversation, um, she just laid out exactly what you need to do to get started, right? So plan step by step, right? That's the that's the key to 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 this, and also to everything yes. in life, basically. It's a very simple thing in life, right? So you know, like uh, I, it took me. Five years before I decided to quit my job until I financially secure that I know that I will, you know, do this, do this for, for life, not just for a few years, you know. So and then COVID happened because anything can happen. And all you know, if you have a solid plan from beginning, even those COVID, it will not stop you. And people will not stop drinking coffee because, you know, we need coffee in our life. Yeah, coffee is the the most. What do you call that? Is 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 a drug that everybody drinks. <laughs> yes, most consumable beverage in the world. Yes. Yeah, and also, um, I have a friend that told me that, you know, everybody said that beer is a social lubricant. That's wrong. Coffee is a social lubricant. The moment you drink coffee, yeah, the new trend is coffee. Yeah, so it's like everybody can connect with one another uh, by a simple yes. cup of coffee. That's right. I mean, beer is probably more like Western culture, like, you know, Britain and Europe. But Europe is already turning to coffee. So people is always like, you know, when they do something, connecting to people, you go to meeting coffee. Everything is coffee. And the good thing about it is only 28 countries in the world can grow coffee. And Indonesia is one of them. And we should be very grateful and use this opportunity as possible to promoting our product. And as you everyone probably listening that, you know, we cannot always depending on tourism and then we should move on to our agriculture and promoting it more. And then by consuming your local product to start with, and then we can promote our product, you know, because, and then if you like Italian coffee in Indonesia, how can we convince the buyer to buy, and uh, you know, Indonesian coffee, you know, so, so is a, we need to love our product first before we actually kind of promoting them. Hmm, that is great. And yeah, when it, what you said just hits home for me. And I think that um, it should start from home, basically, right? Uh, maybe we, what we can do is yes. maybe tell those uh, a big um, hotel chain management companies and just tell them that hey, you should offer not not should, but you you you. It's good for you to offer like local coffee so that the the yeah. In, in a way, you also you also helping uh, to promote local coffee, 
Because when the tourist drinks it, the tourist will have, yes. oh, wow, this is amazing. And when they go back home, they start sharing to their friends. And that's how the movement started. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. That's, that's the simple, simple things. If you go to Italy, Italian people love the Italian brand. Everyone wearing Italian brand, right? Why can't we not just do the same thing in Indonesia? You know, like, no, you need to talk highly about your product. It marketing, a very simple marketing. You don't talk down to your product, you know. You need to talk highly about your product. Then you can sell something and get someone interested to buy your product. And the same thing now is like if we can do this for agriculture that we make in Indonesia, we grow in Indonesia, Indonesia will be super rich. Like we have everything. We literally can grow anything and everything. Vanilla, cacao, uh, cocoa, cacao. I was confused with these two words. <laughs> and then like, you know, uh, and coffee and like clapa sawit, you know, like uh, anything, anything. It's just like, how can we, we drive in like our country to more like to be scarce? The most human need is food and we have all the source. Can we utilize it? That's, that's, that's the only key and being proud for it first. and then people believing your product. You know, if you don't believe in your own product, people will not believe and people will not buy from you. Perfect. I, I wrote a bunch of stuff from our conversation <laughs> and I really like when you said that, what are you doing here? What are you doing here, right? Uh, and that conversation, uh, because of that, it, it, it brings everything full circle for you. And I want to ask you exactly. one question that, You said you have to be good to people, right? I want you to yeah. uh, perhaps give and give some, um, you know, advice to people who are listening right now. What did you do um, before, or, or what do you, what can you do to be good to people? Because you never know how they can help you going forward in the future. Like you said, you met this guy, and you he he's been coming and vis uh, to to visit the restaurant for I. I God knows how many times and you've always been nice, you've always been cordial and then he gave you the opportunity that, that, that kickstart everything for you. Yeah. Right? So what so, are the advice that you can give? Okay. So, you know, um, there's so many actually, so many. I'm going to try to narrow it down to uh, your point. It's, it's a very simple, I think, life ethic, right? Probably they call it. Because, you know, when you do good, which is, you, you don't know who you meet in life. So when you're nice to people, to everybody, you never know you might need them in future. And at the same time, when you may hate the job, when you might don't like the job that you are on, you might don't like your boss right now, you might don't like your uh, colleague right now. You just don't know, maybe this is in future, you go back to that person, like maybe that person is, successful and then they will remember you so what we, we we what i'm trying to say is that like we never know what goes you know what what comes around and people always say what goes around comes around which is true and the same thing that you know like my smile example work during that rest in, uh, in that restaurant because my friendly and being genuine nice person even those i did not have a skill to be a pa but that person who believing in me take a chance to to teach me that i don't know which is you might need it and then take you lead to different career because 
my what I'm today is if it wasn't because of that guy at that restaurant, I wouldn't be who I am today because everything that he teach me, administration, like outlook or you know, sending email, what do you have to do when you send an email? Like, hi, dear, how are you? Like all these opening things. And then using Excel, using Microsoft Word, which is I'm not aware about, which is I was not good at. But that opportunity given me to have the knowledge and people comes in your life, it given you something and it teach you something, but depending how you see it. So when your colleague is not happy about you being, I don't know, like silly things, maybe you are better than them. You might be better than them, but you don't need to be nasty to them because they don't like you. So you just kind of think because you never know in future because some people has luck. And when people has luck, they might be achieve something and you might know, need help in future. So it's always be good to, to be nice. And then it's often in life is that the one thing that I like my code thing, like it's not about what you know. Okay. It's about who you know. Do you understand my point? Is yes, that yes. so basically no matter how much tons of smart brain or smart things you do, if you don't know anyone, you will not achieve. Example with my coffee right now. No matter how much a good branding I have or much how much how nice is my coffee, if I don't have personality to connect with you or with someone, would you be interested to chat with me? No. And that's the, that is the very simple thing. It's just you meet people for a reason and then for the reason you cannot achieve what you need it to be. And then, and if you want to do goal, you have to write down your goal, what you want to achieve in life because without writing it, it's always in your head. It would not help anything. But if you're writing it down, what you want, okay, at 20s, I want to be able to have my own house or something or in age 25 i want to be a ceo when i'm 30 i want to get married and settle down and then have my own money and then i don't have to depending on my parents so you have to write your goals and then work toward your goal because destination lead to the plans if you don't have plans in your life and then you're not going to make it anywhere fully agree you know it, so, this um i can show you i you know this thing called fission board It's right there, right in front of my face. It's a vision board that I have. Right. I, I stare at it every day when I, when I close my computer. The first thing I see is the vision board. And I look at it every single day. Uh, and I'm working towards that. So I really believe in when you said um, setting goals. Because if you have a goal, you know the direction that you go every single day. Yes. Otherwise, you just lost. You yes. just don't know where you are going. But and unfortunately, you know, uh, with our uh, obviously with this COVID, we you shouldn't we use. I mean, we should use this opportunity to reset because there's so much thing going to happen here. Big company going to collapse, small company going strong because small company is actually the strongest, you know, because they don't have big overhead. Where a big company, I mean, you see, like, oh my God, Virgin Atlantic, you know, like. Uh, filing bankruptcy. There's so many other things because they look so big, but they're not big. Sometimes it kind of like stopping you or, oh, because there's so many people already doing this business. I don't want to do that. It, it's not always, there's always room for everybody. And then setting up goal is the only uh, first step for you to, to, to achieve where you want to go. 
you know, for example, when you want to go to Karangasam or Kintamani, you don't know the road, right? So you'll be thinking first before you make your journey. It's like, oh, where should we go from this? So it kind of like defining in your life where, where you want to go. And, and that is the best thing to do. And then achieve it, which is action, which is action is like, I, I like action because without action, word is nothing, you know? So when like I had like, to be honest, when with my experience in Dubai, also like um, a lot of friends or like Indonesian who lives here, they always ask me to hang out with them a lot, you know, like go for coffee, you know, like the, the woman's moms, everything, like the one who doesn't work, they, 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 they married here and their husband, the only one work. I'm like, always say, no, I can't go. I can't go. Just because I try to make my time more useful rather than going for a cup of coffee. Where in a such way, in sad way, I say it. Sometimes I think about the benefit what I'm getting from. Maybe it's the wrong thing to see it. Except your friends, you know. I mean, like except your real friends that was there for you. You make time for them, right? But some people in your life they're trying to waste your time by seeing you. But try to to see this. So like which person are actually seeing you want to be friends with you but actually some people they just want to waste your time because they need the time to waste because they don't have nothing to do if you get what i mean you know you you probably get what i mean and i'm not falling for that kind of person you know where i'm like no i don't have time for it i need to be somewhere for a certain time and at age 24 i want to be have my own land in Bali. At age 26, I want to have another house in Bali that can give investment. So I always have target and I always meet people that is beneficial to me where is I can learn something from them. Except mm-hmm. my friend. With my friend, I just go crazy. Like you go, you know, being stupid with your friend because you need to have fun as well in life, but you have those balance and you are good to go. I like it when you say make time versus waste time in terms of uh, friends like uh, be very careful who you yes. spend most of your time with either they are going to give That's you right. energy or they're just going to drain your energy give time or waste time that is yeah. amazing what you said and yes. and this relates to so many people on so many levels oh yes yes i because i i experienced that and i'm like oh experiment that and it kind of teach you that's why like you know, you need to be teach or you need to learn first before you're able to walk, right? That's that's why it is. You need to learn how to walk first before you're able to run. I mean, it is that is a very simple thing. Sometimes as a human being, we don't realize it, how much we actually waste time. If we use that time correctly, we will get there eventually, like with no time. Like, But some people also think like, oh, I'm not that type of person who's going to be chasing dollars all the time. It's not always about chasing dollars all the time because for me, like, like, oh yeah, I don't want to be talking about money all the time or chasing money, you know, career and everything. But if you can, you can, if you are smart in your life, example, my, my time, I want to be retired when I'm 45. I don't want to be work above 45, you know, and then even those in the next three years or five years, I want to be at home and then my company work for me. No, I'm working for my company. You know, so, so like what I'm saying is that it just, it, it kind of, uh, it's driven you to do something, but you have to, to, to also observe what is happening and then who's actually use your time correctly and who's actually 
use their time to 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 lose your time <laughs> you know so yeah it's incredible how you achieve all this uh whatever that you're doing at the moment uh given that your 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 background your past wasn't as you know wasn't as as what people you know would prefer right uh, okay you have a bachelor education and then you do you you work whatever so for your case it's, it's a completely different thing you you move over uh you, you went to maldives and then is it maldives maldives right yeah that's right yes maldives and then to dubai and then from dubai and then right. things just started and then you go back home full circle it's it, it's just incredible the the adventures that you have um that you have gone through so far yeah and then and i met a lot of people as well along the way that it just you know trying to stop your dream there is so many banyak godaan and there is so many um people trying to you know like this is life i think this is the journey and that's why it's fun because if you get through this and you get past this you will make it where you want and the the only thing that what i was in my head earlier i just forget to say um a lot of uh people youngest generation right now when they graduate high school this seems lost this seems lost like they have no idea where they start they have no idea what they skill us and it's okay to be lost because i was um you know like i was feeling the same thing as well and when i was that age you just kind of lost and then you need to uh that's why it's so important to to have like podcasts like this you know what you're doing is amazing for for uh people and i hope it's useful uh, useful for everyone it, it just kind of giving the way of different way of thinking you know because often we don't we don't surrounded by people who give us giving us the inspiration sometimes that's why the reason why we don't take the journey so so is this what you're doing as well is this incredible and then if you know if this is helping few people i'm happy you know so thank you thank you for saying that i i appreciate it coming from you you know the thing is that um there are so many people out there after they graduated they expect things to be handed to them and then uh you know i always tell people i said after you, when you graduated humble yourself a little bit um for the first one to two years it's okay to accept a, a low a lower paying job as long as you learn and you absorb and learn yes. as much as possible as quickly yes. as you can so that you can move on to whatever goals that you have yes and that is a is a very normal people do like like i said again i was not fortunate to to go to university i you know like i i i even get i graduate high school is not from normal school i get you know packet packet bay you know like when you have to just go to school after work we don't have that that's how i was graduate from and i'm not shy to admit it and that's who i am and and i hope this is a, in you know like but i was i'm not quitting because everyone born in the same way we all born in the same way we born with nothing you know and we die with nothing but if we live why don't we live you know so um and then and, and for the the first year or the second year like you said it's okay to receive with small money but use that potential but pick the right place 
to where you can learn from it. Not just make the decision, okay, I'm going to start here. And then a week later, you're going to hand it over your resignation because, and then, or sometimes people disappear after one week. Oh, and I, I done that myself when I was at eight, but it kind of like, now I'm looking back. I waste all that two years of my time to be finding who I am. It, it just kind of like, no, I wish I win that two years time. And that's where, so I don't have to be like, I'll be, you know, certain age then when I achieve my dream right now, you know, but then you cannot change time. So it is important that, you know, you need to, uh, you have to give back before you take back. So you have to give like your time, like to learn before you want to harvest what you, you want to, uh, what you're planting, you know, and then, and then it's okay to get paid a little less for the first year and two years, but at least something you can learn from it. And you always learn every day. That's what I'm saying. Like the one, my basic word today is like, spend waste i mean you know spend your time wisely with the people the right people around you if you're gonna just sit down and on the street and drinking beers and you know like not asking from your mom's cash and thing it's just this is not your future you know and that's that is not it is you want to also have a goal that you want to make your family proud you want to be able to give that cash to your family that you can uh, you know, be proud of this is from my hard work, you know? So, so, uh, this is, that is, um, yeah, part of, part of life. So for those of you listening right now, if you just got, uh, inspiration from what Ayu has said, go back to the past 30 minutes, go back to the past 30 minutes and then listen again to what she said. I mean, because she just dropped, you know, nuggets of life after nuggets of life. That And that is based on her inspiration, based on what she has gone through, what she has experienced. And everybody said the best teaching lessons are experiences. You don't get those stuff from like textbooks, but it's her experience, the journey that she has gone through to where she is right now because she has she, she said earlier, if you notice, she said earlier, for the past two years, I, I thought that I've been wasting my time uh, and I wish that if I can take that two years back, I can perhaps achieve something more. But perhaps those two years that she wasted, uh, it was a learning lesson for her so that right now she don't want to waste time anymore because those two years she cannot get back and she don't want to waste another moment. And that is also a teaching lesson. So there is never a failure or, 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 or something that you say, oh, I wish I have done this, I wish I have done that. No, take, take it as a learning lesson so that you don't repeat that anymore. That's right. So, yeah, go back to the, to the last 30 minutes uh, from this clip and listen again to what she said. It's amazing. And you're going to pick up uh, something that you can implement in your life right away. And you, you will see the gradual transformation with your life I guess from now until the end of until the end of the year, I'm sure you 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 get a, a big shift in your life the moment you listen and really pay close attention to what she said and apply it to your life, whatever that is that you're doing. Because whatever she said is universal; it can go to anyone at any age. Because as she said, right, you start with nothing, you die with nothing. So what happens in between, and that is where you need to focus on what happens in between, not what yeah. happens after. Because uh, people always say, oh, I want to, I'm planning for what's happened three years later. 
you never know what three years happen. I'm sure 2019, when you plan, I want to have 2020 the best year of my life. What happened to 2020? Right? Something for you to think exactly. about. Yeah. And then the future is now. The future is now. Why do I say the future is now? It's because like who I am today, it was my goal when I was uh, five years old. You know, that was I'm thinking, who do you see yourself in future? I saw that when I was at five. But when I grew older, I didn't see it. it was so blurry because like I didn't go to school. I was dying to go to school and my parents couldn't afford it because we don't have cash and to, to send me to university or even to high school, by the way. So, and I like, but then I was like, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up because then I, that's why I learned my English and I'm still speaking English just because I'm still learning. It's nothing to do about like, I'm Indonesian, I'm Balinese. I, I either why she's not speaking Indonesian or Balinese because unfortunately, I wish Indonesia around the world and we all can speak Bahasa, every country, but English is like the, the, the language that you can, it grow you, like, you know, it grow you. It's nothing wrong to speak to another language, which is English, you know, and you guys need to, basic thing in life, you need to speak English. And then you can learn because it's such universal language. You can go anywhere, even those with no experience, as long as you speak English, you can get away with it. No, no problem. The key is to just do it and don't be afraid of what other people think of you. I used to have that that fear as well when I speak. I have this thick accent. If you if you um, for those of you listening, I'm sure you you, you understand that. Oh, this guy speaks with, with with a thick accent, and I used to be very self conscious, self aware of that. But after a while, so many people said, "Ping, I commended you for for saying. I know you tried so hard." And from your accent, I know that you are not a native speaker. And I, I really respect you for um, actually, you know, working hard and, and really respect us enough to use our language. And from then on, it, it opens up my head. And I was like, okay, from now on, I'm not going to be afraid anymore. Even when I speak Mandarin with, with weird uh, accents at, at times, people always say, oh, wow, you are not from, you are not a local, but you speak you know, you try your best to speak my language and I'm, I respect you for that. Yeah. And it's a good thing, you know, like obviously when you speak, it's just, it helps you, it opens doors, you know, it opens doors when you kind of open with universal and don't think always outside the box. It's, it's very important. Like the one thing is most, most important of all is just not quitting because there's always way and there's always way. And then I, Maybe it's the wrong thing for me to say because, you know, when my staff says, oh, or my employee says, oh, mom, we cannot do that. Oh, I cannot. This is like, no, you can't, you know? No, you can I'm always prove them wrong. You can do it. And this way, one way or the other, I can prove you that we can do it, you know? Mm. Wow. It's been, it's really, really amazing what you have done and, and what you have achieved. And also thank you for sharing everything that you know about time, relationship, and of course, at the end of the day, it's about who you know. It's not what you know, but it's who you know. And who knows you, uh, to put it exactly. another way as well. So if people would like to find out more, to learn from you, and to maybe to, to connect with you, how can they do that? You know, um, well, I'm available in any media because, again, I like to stay connected with everybody. I like to um, uh, stay in touch. Don't be 
don't feel shy to drop me a message or my Instagram, Yusudana. So, um, send me there. And or WhatsApp, you you know, like you, you can message me and I'll send you my WhatsApp. I'm around if you guys need to talk. Mostly difficult time like this right now and to 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 have someone to you know to listen to what you say and your goal and I'm happy to share because I have time you know like um uh with uh with the current situation we all have time and then let's use this time available to 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 plan what is happening next you know what is your future because this is, shouldn't be your uh kind of uh, the end of uh the bridge is this should be the start of the bridge like it should be start of your journey of life because uh, so much thing happening after this covid it's gonna be a lot of changes in businesses in the trend is anything and then this is your chance to 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 achieve you your goal and then to want it to do what you want and then it's nice you know like my in my experience is I'm not saying this, but it's nice to have money. It's really nice to have money. Mostly when you have, when the time like this, it's amazing to have money. And then you know the value of money when it's time like this. And then just use the time wisely. And then, yeah, and then and never quitting. So yeah, find me on Instagram or um, send me a message. And then, you know, we, we, we can talk soon. And then I'm happy to help as much as possible to give you encouragement. And then, and I'm learning from, I'm still learning myself too, so I will not say I'm a successful, which is I said that earlier, you know, to you guys. So I'm not yet successful. Uh, that's my opinion, but people sees me, I'm already successful, which is good. Um, uh, I still have my goal, which is you know I want to promoting you know uh, the Indonesian product to to uh, abroad, and 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 I'm still fighting for for that goal, and I want to achieve it, and then and I'm not gonna quit. So yeah. Perfect. So those of you listening, if you have some amazing products or if you know someone that wants to product uh, to promote Indonesian local products out to the world, perhaps um, you can give her a call and, and contact her. I'll put her links, I mean, links to her coffee, um, Bali Beans Coffee. I put the links to her Instagram, everything in the description so that you can have a look and you can contact her directly and and you know have a conversation with a cup of coffee sure. yeah. yes <laughs> or come anytime to a conversation you know to learn and then y- you might learn something and you never know what you're gonna use it so don't don't uh what i call it don't say no to learning <laughs> yes perfect so with that we're going to end this episode it's been a pleasure to have you with us and sharing everything that you know i really really appreciate you oh you're welcome i'm so glad you know i'm here i'm very honored and i hope it can you know start changing mindset of few people around us and i'm happy great if people would like to to find out more about about your coffee and perhaps purchase from you um how 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 can they do that Or which country is it available well, at, at the moment? Yeah, we we are available. So at the moment, um, it's available across of Indonesia. So we have our online uh, website, which is you can order directly from the website. We also have our Instagram. You can visit our Instagram Facebook page. You can do that same thing and just drop a message. We're very responsive on uh, every opportunity. And and for the Europe, like you know, um, we we still working on the Europe. We also like 
we're going to be launching as well. We'll be available in UK very soon. So it's, you know, so much exciting and it's owned by, by me as well, my ass as well. So because if you want to promote this product internationally, I have to present it in different countries too, right? So yeah, so just click the social media, Bali Beans Coffee. Perfect. I will put all those links, uh, Facebook page and, and Facebook and Instagram, everything I'll put it also in the in the description so that you can have a look and have a taste of her coffee and feel the difference uh, between a local Balinese coffee and the coffee that you're drinking at the moment, whichever country that's from. So yeah. that's it from uh, for today's episode. Really thank you for, for sharing uh, your expertise about coffee and about life. And I think the one about life, it's, it's really hits home. It'll hit home for a lot of people as well. So thank you for that. Come, guys. Thank you so much for listening and I'm looking forward to the next one. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>